You speak when you're spoken to. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, My Mouth is a Volcano, by Julia Cook, illustrated by Carrie Hartman, published by National Center for Youth Issues. My Mouth is a Volcano is sadly not what I thought it would be. No, it's not about the next Eminem spitting hot fire. It's just about a boy who can't stop interrupting everyone. His words just explode out of his mouth, I guess. Will this boy ever mind his manners and stop the interrupting? Or will he become the best damn presidential debater you've ever seen? Well, don't say anything and we won't have any problems. Grab your books if you got them, and let's get cooking. We open with our protagonist introducing himself to us, telling us his name is Lewis and he's got a lot to say. Don't we all? That's why I haven't been on Facebook for 10 years. Nobody wants to read your whole dissertation on what you think happened during the Maui fires, or about your vacation while you were down there. Just brutal. He tells us that when others start talking, he gets ideas, and he has to let those bad boys out. Because, let's be honest, whatever this person's saying isn't all that important. Lewis explains that when he listens to others, it gives him bad indigestion. That's a new one. But then again, it's not any crazier than being allergic to gluten. It's bread. Just eat it. So I'll go with it. And come to think of it, I get that way when Kamala talks. To think about so much that's out there and we still have to learn? You guys are going to learn so much. You guys are going to see, you're going to literally get to see the craters on the moon with your own eyes. <laughs> Try as Lewis might, he just can't hold the words back. Quote, Words just explode out of my mouth. My mouth is a volcano! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. End quote. I guess that's a cleaner or better way of saying, my mouth is an asshole. And the words just explode out of my mouth like I just had a whole bag of flaming Hot Cheetos and polished it off with some bacon jalapeno stuffed cheesy bread from Domino's. Whew. That's hot. Yeah, I have diarrhea of the mouth. Lewis takes us to class, where his teacher immediately tells him to raise his hand if he's got something to say. But then that biznatch never calls on him. The guy's arm's about to fall off. I've been through that torture before. Having to switch arms and waving my arms around like I'm standing outside a used car dealer, but never getting called on. Yeah, it's rough. So of course Lewis is going to pop off. And he does. Yet again. This poor guy is being set up for failure. The teacher then reprimands him, telling him it's not an emergency. That shit's going to have to wait. It will be when he has to go in for shoulder surgery 10 years from now. Lewis must have working parents because he moves to daycare now. Where his teacher? Caregiver? I don't know. 
must be terrible at reading books out loud. So he cuts her off, probably to help her out because he's got something more entertaining. And look at that. He takes over the whole class, giving his caregiver a little break. How nice. But unfortunately, she must have gotten jealous. And she gives Lewis a timeout. Just terrible. Lewis gets home, and he isn't even included in his parents' boring conversation. So, he tries to work his way in with his volcano. But nope. His mom reprimands him too. Poor guy. Can't get a word in anywhere. No wonder he acts the way he does. His parents want him to be a wall ornament and be seen and not heard. But, like in the soundtrack from the terrible new Aladdin with Will Smith, Lewis will not go speechless. No, he won't be silent. Lewis demands to be heard. The next day, Lewis finally gets his chance. He's waited his whole life for this day to give a presentation on all the things he likes. And everyone's gotta listen. So he starts to tell his story about fishing and, quote, Halfway through my story, Richard started to tell everyone about when he went deep sea fishing in Mexico. His story must have been better than mine because everyone started to look at him. He was stealing my important words. End quote. Of course it's the dick. One-upping our highly mistreated little Lewis. This boy is never going to get his moment. The teacher shuts Dick up, and Lewis begins his talk again, only to be cut off by a girl who thinks she's got a better story than him. This has given me PTSD of the last open mic I went to. Stop it! I'm funny! Listen to me! I haven't even gotten to the punchline yet! You're giving me the light? That was only three minutes! Lewis gets home and confides in the one person who he thinks will sympathize with him. His mom. And what does she tell him? No. She doesn't tell him that he's going to be okay and that his words are important. No. She puts the blame on him, telling him that he does that too. This kid is just treated like shit. No wonder he talks the way he does. Why should he care? No one's going to listen to him anyway. For some reason, though, Lewis gets an epiphany. And no, he doesn't think, Hey, I get no respect anywhere. Why not keep doing it? And who cares what these people say? No, he's like, Oh, mom's right. I gotta wait my turn to speak. This kid is being gaslit, and he's fallen for it. And mom gives Lewis strategies on how not to talk. So he can just hold it all in and think about what he's going to say first. I wonder if Disney does these exercises with Rachel Ziegler. That bitch really knows how to bomb a movie before it even comes out. Snow White was made in 1937. And it's just so icky. We had to change it from Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Because that's so wrong. To Snow White and the somewhat normal-sized people. It's going to be so great. And guess what? Snow White is so strong and powerful in it. Yeah, 
we just took the old script and lit it on fire. Lewis is forced to use these new strategies that night. When his sister, who happens to look like a rejected actor from the Jersey Shore, starts to talk. And right when he's about to shut her down, because no one wants to listen to her talk about her next spray tan, he implements the strategies. And what do you know? They worked. He kept quiet the whole time. This guy's better than I am. Lewis's talk ends with him saying that he's fixed and he doesn't interrupt anyone anymore. He may be fixed, but the people around him sure as hell aren't. So what's the moral to this one? It's all about how we shouldn't interrupt. But is it really our fault that what you're saying isn't important or thought-provoking? If you don't want people to interrupt you, learn how to control the conversation. There's nothing more rude than someone stopping an entire conversation to draw attention to the fact that they didn't get to say that last one word. This kid got his strategies. Now those people should get a whole book, maybe a series, on those strategies. Maybe call it, My Mouth is a Bridge to Nowhere. How to Fix a Rambling Mess. What do I think of Julia's work? It was entirely too wordy. And it was hard for myself not to cut this one off. Also, with all these movies out championing being heard, I'm shocked she could have a whole book telling a little boy to shut the hell up. You can decide how you feel about that one. But this book wasn't all bad. Some of it was quite relatable. Or at least for me it was. Now, as for Carrie's pictures, they were hand-drawn caricatures, and the changing of colors to provide emphasis on certain parts was nice. It's just, they weren't all that appealing to my eyes. So, if your mouth is an asshole, maybe take a look at this. You might find some strategies that'll block you up to cut down on that diarrhea. On a scale from 1 to 5, I'm giving this book a 2.4. I'll have a taste, push it around to make it look like I ate it, and go back for another bite. But I'm stopping when someone starts talking. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.